And here's what. I said, God, what do you want to say? And this is what God said to me. He went, uh-huh. I went, what? He went, uh-huh. And it wasn't like that. It was, it was like a, like a mm-hmm. And I said, I said, God, what are, you, what are you trying to talk to me, God? And he went, he went, mm-hmm. And I said, God, so what is that? I mean, I don't get it, God. I've been in ministry 23 years. I don't even know what I'm supposed to say. He went, mm-hmm. And I said, God, what do you, what's, what's the deal? I mean, we got some people coming from the retreat. We have some parents coming in. We have some people just normally come to 402. So what's the deal? What are you saying? God, what do you want me to tell them? He said, just tell them. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, it's got to be in the Bible because if God's speaking to me, because God always confirms what he speaks to me through Scripture. So I go into Scripture and boom, there it is. It's right there. I said, I literally, I'm going to tell you how spiritual I was. I went to Google, and I put, uh-huh, and I hit Bible, and I hit go. And you're like, Pastor, that's how spiritual I was. I put, uh-huh, I wrote Bible, and I hit search. And I, and I said, searching, the internet was really slow. I said, nothing's going to pop up there. And automatically, boom, right there it was, Psalm 35. I said, what? I said, uh-huh, is in the Bible? I said, uh-huh, I... Come on, I got a doctor's degree in theology. I never seen Noah in the Bible. It's supposed to be some satanical Bible or something like that. And I looked it up, and there it was. It said, uh-huh. Look at your neighbor and say, it's in the Bible. Uh-huh. Look at the person behind you who's going to turn around to somebody else. You got to wait to go back. Look at your neighbor. Say, it's in the Bible. Uh-huh. It's in the Bible. Uh-huh. And you're like, Pastor, what do you, what do you mean uh-huh is in the Bible? Uh-huh in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I'm not making it up. It's there. I even looked up its original word in Hebrew. And you know what it's, how it's written in Hebrew? Uh-huh. It's written the same way. It doesn't matter English or Spanish, Chinese, Japanese. I don't care what needs. It's Christianese. It says uh-huh. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. And you know where it shows up? Check it out. It's David. And what is David saying? David's in this despair. Look at this. He just came out of a victory. He just came out of a victory. What did he come out of? You know what always happens after a victory? Mm-hmm. You know what always happens after a victory? What happens? Uh-huh. Come on, it ain't that hard. <laughs> You're like, Pastor, teach me something. I just did. You know what comes after a victory? That's what comes right after victory. You're like, Pastor, what, what does that mean? That I, I have a victory and right after my victory, I stand there and I go, uh-huh. No, it ain't you going, uh-huh. You're falling asleep after the victory. After every, listen, there ain't no victory unless there's war. Can I get an amen? There ain't no victory unless there's a war. And you know how you feel after war? So here's what happens. After the war, after the war hits you and you have the victory, you come home and you feel tired. And when you feel tired, here's what happens. After a lot of excitement, it re- see, excitement requires energy. It re- excitement requires energy. So when you exhaust energy and you're like, yeah! you're done you're like all right that's enough 
Get on a roller coaster. Try it. Get on a roller coaster. And you get off, and everybody gets off like this. Oh, man. After the excitement, after the, you know, your body gets tired. And when your body gets tired, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 pops up. What's 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8? 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 is that Satan, you have, to, you have to stay awake and watch because Satan is like a roaring lion looking for who to devour. He's smart. See, if Satan loses the victory, if he loses the battle and you had victory, this is what he does. He stands back and he's watching. Hey, he's watching. He says, look what he says. He'll get tired. She'll get tired. Right after the victory, she'll get tired. He'll get tired. So he sits there and he goes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right where I wanted them. Mm-hmm. Right where I wanted you. See, you thought that the battle meant the war was over. But the battle just means you pissed some demon off. See, 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 when you, when you just won the battle, he's going back. And according to the Bible, you just fought one. He's going back for seven bigger than he is. So, so what he does is he's chilling, watching you, and he's saying, mm-hmm. You're like, Pastor, that's not in the Bible. Well, according to King David, it is, because in Psalm chapter 35, verse 24, he says, Vindicate me in your righteousness, Lord my God. Do not let them gloat over me. Do not let them think. Watch, watch. He's talking about Satan and the enemy. Do not let them think. What? Uh-huh. Just what we, we, plural, demons, wanted. It's equivalent to saying, we have swallowed him up. Satan stands back and goes, mm-hmm. Listen, listen, child of mine. Listen, because this is going to help you the rest of your life. There ain't words that have been spoken out of, the word, out of the mouth of your mom and dad that will ever help you get through trial and tribulation like I'm going to teach you right now. Satan is watching your recent victory and going, mm-hmm, I got you. You're going you're gonna to let your hands come down. Mm-hmm. I got your marriage. Mm-hmm. I got you when you go home and you're all by yourself. See, people don't understand the importance of church, but the importance of church is that when you're in the right church, you have a support system so you're not alone so much. Because when you're alone, Satan comes around and says, mm-hmm. I know what you're going to see now. I know what you're going to think. I know how he's going to convince you. Mm-hmm. 
I got you right where I wanted you. Mm -hmm. You aren't going to raise hands. I got you right where I well, I'm going to swallow you up, you pathetic looking Christian. You're tired. You're worn out. You ain't got nothing left. You're gone. Mm -hmm. David knew that. That's why David said, contend, Lord, with those who contend against me. 35.1. He says, contend, Lord, with those that contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and armor. Arise and come to my aid. David was saying, oh, God, I just won. I just won. Come and help me. Come and help me. Come and help me. God, are you watching? David had just won a battle, and winning a battle, he goes right back to the Lord. He says, hey, Father protect me. Father, protect me. I need you more. Father, I just, I think I got this, but I need you more than ever. Been pastoring 23 years. And after each one of my victories, the first thing I want to do is I go to my knees and I start praying about my next battle because I know that now I pissed off a couple of demons and because I pissed off a couple of demons, they're going to come and attack me. And because they're going to come and attack me, I got to get ready for the next battle. See, I hear them. You go home. I go home here and see the 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 stronger you are spiritually, the more that come after you. The stronger you get spiritually, the more uh-huhs that come after you. They hunt you down. They search for you. Pastor, what are you saying? Right now, I am declaring that there is a war that's still going on and you can't let your hands down. You got to say, God, contend with me. God, help me out because somebody's coming after me. Somebody is pissed off because you had an encounter with God this weekend. Somebody is pissed off because you're here with your kid. Somebody's pissed off. You know what? Some parents here should wake up and smell the coffee. Satan is upset because your kid wanted to do crack last week, but now he's in church. And you're like, Pastor, not my kid. And you're thinking, no, 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 wait a minute. You're thinking, Pastor, not my kid. My kid would never do crack. That's what all crackheads say. You're going to tell me who your kids are? Yeah, you don't know my kids. You weren't there Friday night. Because Friday night, I recall saying, if you have a sin to confess... And you know you're messed up and you can't get off it. You're hooked. Come on down. I can't remember one person sitting in their chair. I saw 115 kids come to their floor. No, Pastor, not my kid. Maybe your kid didn't make it there then. And you know why I know that? Because I constantly need to go there. So you ask yourself, hey, what am I feeding him? What am I feeding my kid? Oh, but did you see the ball cap on this kid? He's wearing a freaking hat, and he's playing with a hat on his head. This kid brought his own ticket out of his own salary, got on a plane, and traveled 3,000 miles just to be here this weekend to play music for our youth retreat. So you could take...
So here it is. I see him with his hat. You criticize him. I want to wear his hat. Yeah, because some people have issues with hats on the altar. Take off your hat and be all holy. Take off. No? Yeah. But you, you need this hat, my brother. You need this hat. Here. You may, you may think that the hat is unholy and criticize up here all you want. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You ain't got a hat on. I see how dirty you are. But Pastor, that's just downright disrespectful. Look at this other guy. Clean, cut, shaved, nice, pastoral. Who do you think he was 10 years ago? Or a little more, 20 years ago. He was a smoke and weed, crazy, get drunk. He used to drive his Hyundai Sonata through the mountains like if it was a road. He thought it was a 4 by 4 We used to pick him up off his vomit. And what happened, Pastor? We stopped criticizing, and I started telling him, Chew, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, my daughters are sitting here. My daughter is sitting here. My little daughter, my baby sitting here. She's not my baby anymore. She's all grown up. And, and now she's grown up, and I'm looking at her, and I'm preaching this sermon. So, Sarah, if nobody else gets this, I don't care. If, if nobody can handle this message, you get this, honey. I'm telling you, in case I'm not here tomorrow, every time you have a victory, Satan's going to come after you harder and stronger than ever before. That's why so many Christians are weak Christians, because they think they could be Christians and have a momentary victory, and then they walk away, and they walk in this lukewarm, Christ-like living, and then when it hits them again, they're like, well, I don't know why it's always so messed up for me. I don't know why it's always so messed up for me. It's always so messed up for you, because you keep on thinking that the war is over when you just won a battle. It's not over until the trumpet sound and Jesus Christ comes descending in heaven to pick up his children and say, come on, guys, it's over. It's not over till it's over. So until it's over, we have a fight to fight. Look at your neighbor and say, be careful with the uh-huh. Go ahead, go ahead. Come on, be careful with the uh-huh. So, Pastor, how do I make it work? How do I make it work? See, there's this big, gigantic book of life. And what you do with this big, gigantic, look, it's right over there, that big, gigantic book of life. And what do I do with that book of life? Number one, you make sure your name's on there. Do I have people who have been washed by the blood of Jesus and saved and can shout an amen? See, your name goes on that book. And once it goes on the book, I want to know what's written. Because all Christians that I know here are like, I want my name written in the book of life. I want my name written in the book of life. Jesus Christ, I accept you as my Savior. <laughs> what, what comes right after your name? What's written about you? Because the way I notice, in Hebrew chapter 11, the Bible talks about a bunch of heroes. And when it talks about these heroes, it says about great things that these heroes says. And it says, they by the faith, this guy did this. By faith, this guy did this. By faith, this guy did this. By faith, this guy. And I want to talk to you about one specific guy, specific guy. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, it says, by faith, Enoch was taken from his life. Look what he was. He's, this, is, this is a victorious guy. Watch. 365 years this guy lived. Look at this. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found. He could not what? He could not what? Be found. Look at your neighbor and say, are you easy to find? Ask him, are you easy to find? Do you get what I'm saying or are you guys lost? 
does Satan find you like really easy? Because some of you, Satan's got a hunt for you. Satan's always trying to hunt me down. But some of you are really easy. See, when you click porn, he's right there. When you have that adultery thought, he's right there. When you have that anger you can't control, he's right there. Where you have that low self-esteem and you keep on thinking you're garbage and you're worthless, he's right there. When you stay home and it's Sunday and you should be in church, he's right there. In my house? Oh, yeah, all over it, baby. He's right there. Are you hard to find? See, Satan can't keep up with my paces. I'm always two steps ahead of him. Why? Because I know his game. Satan is not equivalent to God. Let me repeat that. I'm almost done. Satan is not equivalent to God. I don't know what's wrong with Christianity where they want to say, God, Satan, demons, angels. I don't know where you get that from, but biblically it's not like that. God is God and there's no one like him. Angels and demons are what there are. Satan's just another demon. He's an angel that rebelled. There is no other God. There is only one almighty, all-powerful, ever-living, ever-loving, everlasting omnipresent omnipotent god there's only one there is no other like him see so i don't fear him because i know he's like the demons and he's constantly looking for me to battle so what i do is i play chess if you've never played chess see the key to chess is always no think about what the next person's move is before he actually makes it so when you go into spiritual warfare you got to play chess now pastor how do i play chess you don't, you he couldn't be found why because god had taken him away Woo. I love that. Why couldn't he be found? Because God had taken him away. Pastor, he's talking about he died. He's saying that the man died. Yeah, he look, 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 look. I'm almost ending. 365 years old, and he's walking. And one day, nobody could find the dude. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? God took him. You're like, so you saying you want God to take me? Yeah. Pastor, you saying you want me to die? Yep. Like right now, you want me to commit suicide? No. So what are you saying? You die to your mortal self. And you say, God, take me, man. I'm all yours. See, see, see. You don't. What? Oh, in what? See, see, what you do is you say, all right, I fought this one. I don't give myself halfway. I give myself completely. If Jesus gave himself completely, I will give myself completely. And you stand firm giving yourself completely to him day and night and day and night. Because when the next battle comes, I'm almost done. Listen, when the next time Satan comes around and says, mm-hmm, you turn around and you look at him. And you say, you know what? There's a problem. To hit me, you have to hunt me. And to hunt me, you need to find me. And to find me, if I am of Jesus and he has taken me, when you come to me, you're going to find my God right over me, protecting me and covering me. Is there anybody in this room that needs to be protected by the almighty, all-powerful God? Look at the two neighbors next to you and say, I'm protected by God. I got protection. I got protection. I got coverage. I got full coverage. I got full coverage. La misma canción. La misma. Come on. Come on. Pastor, what are you saying? 
Look at this. Look at this. I love the way it is. Look, in Genesis chapter 5, verse 22 to 24, it tells us a story of Enoch. It says, after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God. Woo! He walked how? How did he walk? How did he walk? Come on, wake up. How did he walk? That's why he was taken. Why? Because he was walking faithfully with God. The Bible says God walked with him. The Bible says in book of Hebrews, it says that the book says, this is what the book says, of, this is what it says. It says that he walked faithfully with God. 300 years. How many years? How many years did he walk faithfully with God? Come on, everybody. How many years did he walk faithfully with God? But check it out. 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 300 years and had other sons and daughters. You're going to have a kid someday. All together, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Wait, what? Wait a minute. The Bible says that all together, he lived a total of 365 years. Genesis chapter 5, verse 22, 23. It says, all together, Enoch lived a total of 300. He lived a total of 365 years, but he was faithful to God how many years? What does that mean? There's 65 that are unaccounted for, right? You know what those 65 years were? 65 years of unfaithfulness. You hear me? 65 years he messed up before God. But 300 years he got it right. Pastor, what are you saying? There was a season you were messing up. But then you came to church and to God and things turned around. And the season of messing up has turned into a season of blessing. Because you don't give yourself in pieces. You give yourself totally sold out to living, loving God. I give myself totally. Somebody shout amen. Right there, right there, there. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. I'm done. 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 So what do I do, Pastor? You listen to Hebrew chapter eleven, verse five, because it says, "For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Commended as one who what? Look at the neighbor and say, neighbor, you pleasing God? Now watch, watch. I'm going to give you the key, and I'm gone." And without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many people want to please God? Say amen. Come on. How many people want to please God? Say amen. How many people? Look, look, look at the, look at, I don't know if you caught it. Look, watch, watch, watch. Satan's coming after you. And what do you need to do? You need to be taken under the wing of God. Pastor, and how am I taken under the wing of God? When it says here, when you please him. Pastor, the church told me that when I converted to Jesus Christ, I was covered and washed by the blood of Jesus. You were covered and washed by the blood of Jesus of all your past sins. But the problem is you got to wake up tomorrow. See, if you were all holy, holy, holy completely, and I'm not saying you're not holy. You're holy because of the blood of Jesus. But if you were free of all sin, you're free of condemnation, but you're not free to sin. I'm not condemned because of my sin, but I will be tempted by sin every day of my life. Pastor, how do I succeed? How do I make it with my family? How do I make it with my mom how do i make it with my kid how do i change our house how do we become this spirit-filled just genuine family for christ how do i do that what you do is you make sure you're close to him and how do i become close to him you start pleasing him pastor so in other words god's not close to me unless i please him no 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 god's with you because of grace but here's the thing you can't commit a sin i can't go and sleep with my neighbor check it out check it out look guys I can't wake up tomorrow and go sleep in my neighbor's house and tell my neighbor, hey, baby, 
come on, let's have sex. And then before I have sex with her, say, God, be with me and her as we have sex. I can't do that because God isn't going to bless that. I'm in the wrong place doing the wrong thing. Do you get what I'm saying? By the way, it's kind of sick because my neighbor's like 84 years old, but, but, but here, here, here's the deal. What I want you to understand is this. I want you to understand is this. Pastor, what are you saying? It, it's, I just gave you the whole key to this. Satan's going to come attack you. You need to be in a place where he doesn't go, where he can't find you. Where can he not find you? Where faith takes you. And where does faith take you? To the presence of God. And when you're in the presence of God, then you're pleasing God. And because you're pleasing God, you're under his protection. Here, let, I don't know if you got it. Watch, 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 watch. Here it is. Here it is. Satan. He can't take or touch what isn't his. I'm going to repeat that. He can't take or touch what isn't his. Here, I, I have two brothers. I have two brothers. I have two brothers. You guys got that in screen? I have two brothers. And, and I have, I have a, we have a family of four. We, I have a sister too. But I'm going to show you my two brothers for a second. I want to put them on screen for you. Those are my two brothers. See? And um, in case you don't know who I am, I'm the handsome guy in the corner. And then, and then, and then the other two ugly ones are my brothers. And, and I, I want you to, the guy with the gap shirt, the shorter one, the skinnier one, that's my, oh, oh, that's my big brother. And then the real big one, the big dude that looks like a, bat, a football player, that's my little brother. Yeah, our genes are all messed up. It's okay. It's okay. Watch. And he, here's the thing. When I was little, I used to look at my older brother. He was a jock. He would nail all shots of three. He could play football. He played baseball. He was on the all-star team. I always wanted to be like him. See, and wherever he went, I wanted to be there. And then when we grew up, my, my little brother became really big, really big, really big. And whenever there was a fight, he would always show up. He would always be there. If me and my brother got into fights, my little brother would come up and say, say, who are you messing with? And my little brother, one slap from his hand, he's going to shake the bones out of your body. He's going to shake. His hands are like twice my size. One handshake. One, he, he, he's, he's, and he's violent. He's a violent guy. He's, a, he's, not, he's not a pacifist. Like me. He's a violent guy. He once got into a taxi cab, told the taxi cab driver, hey, take me to work. Taxi cab driver said, okay, we're going to go down um, Tunley Avenue. He says, no, 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 no. Go down Highland. He goes, no, I'm going to go down Tunley. My brother says, I said go down Highland. The guy says, he knows my brother because he used to hang out with my brother. They used to do drugs together. And listen, and listen, and oh, I can't say that. I can't say that part. Okay, they used to, and listen, 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 listen. And, 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 and here's the thing. My brother says, go down Highland. And he goes, no. The guy says, no. I'm the driver. What's your problem? My brother says, say that again, but stop the car. My little brother says, say that again, but stop the car. And this is it's an African-American guy. He turns around and says, oh, 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 you think, you think I'm afraid of you? He stopped the car. My brother pulled him out of the car and beat him until the police took him off. And he got arrested. That's how violent my, old, my little brother is. So, so here's the situation. Here's the situation on you. When we got into fights, I used to tell people, oh, you want to fight with me? You, I was like in sixth grade. You want to fight with me? You, with me? I'm going to, all right, go. you find whoever you want. I'm going to find my little brother. Oh, he's going to go get his little brother. <laughs> and when my little brother used to come, 
They're like, hey, you lied. That ain't your little brother. Oh, yeah, he's in third grade, and he's going to whip your butt. Check it out. After a while, nobody would mess with us. Nobody would mess with Rodriguez. Why would nobody mess with you? Because my older brother was a sports jock. My younger brother was a, I don't know, worldwide wrestler, whatever you want to call him. And here's what I want you to know. When things got difficult, I would run to them because they would cover me. But when life got difficult on me and I grew up, my brothers couldn't cover me anymore. But I applied the same concept. What did you do, Pastor? Listen, listen. When things got difficult, I said, contend, Lord, with those who contend with me. Here it is, Psalm 35.1. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and armor. Arise and come to my help. Vindicate me in your righteousness. 24. Lord my God, do not, do not, do not let them out there, the demons and my enemies, gloat over me after this victory. Do not let them think, "Uh uh-huh, just what we wanted, or say we have swallowed him up. I knew that if I went to my father in faith, he would grab me, and in the book of life, I'd be covered by him, and I wouldn't have to worry. What I'm saying is, today, before you leave this room, you will be attacked. You're going to go home, and you're going to feel that if your body's sore, your spirit's going to go through more. I am saying that when you get in a spirit-filled church like this, and the presence of God is there, you will realize that spiritual warfare is going on, and you're really being attacked, and you're going to have to come back and say, I need protection, and there's only one. That could really, really protect you. Pastor, who is it? Who is it? I know Jesus, right? It's no, listen, it's the one who doesn't give himself in little pieces. The one that doesn't hide himself to tease you. Please close your eyes and bow your heads. And with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, I'm going to give it one minute and only one minute. If you're here today and you feel you've gone through some victories, if you're here today and you say, Pastor, my body's tired, man. Pastor, my mind is tired. Maybe from everything that went on this week. Maybe through everything that's going through your marriage. Maybe something that's going through your family. Maybe it's just something that you're going with. Maybe something you just confronted or released. Maybe it's something you need to battle with this week. But whatever it is, here's my call to you. You want to battle, but Satan, oh. Uh he's waiting to attack you again and you need to be covered by your lord and savior you need to say father protect me because i'm walking out of here to fight this battle i'm walking out of here and i'm gonna make it count i'm walking out of here i'm not giving up i'm walking out of here and i'm aware that i'm gonna be attacked but i will write on the book of life a new page in faith i'm gonna believe my god i'm gonna believe my god i'm gonna believe my god Father, protect me. Father, protect me. Father, protect me. If that's you and you want it real bad, before you go, if you want me to pray for you, I want you to raise your hands into the air now, 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 
Now, now, now, now, now, now, now. I felt God, Pastor. I felt God. I know God. I felt Him this week. I felt Him in my marriage. I felt Him last week in my car. I felt Him behind me. I felt Him at the retreat. God's been working with me, Pastor. God's been working with me. I'm not ashamed of Him. And I need Him. And I need Him really, really bad. I need Him really, really bad. I need Him really, really bad. That's you. That's you. I'm going to pray for you. But I don't pray for cowards. I pray for brave people that will come out of their chair and walk down to the altar. Come on. 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 Look at your neighbor and say, excuse me. You don't get this now, but someday you will. You don't get this now, but someday you will. Father, protect me. Father, protect me. I know it's a war. I know it's a war. Protect me. Come on. Walk to the sides. Walk to the sides. Those that are coming in, walk to the sides. Walk to the sides. The altar's full. Walk to the sides. Walk to the sides. Come on. There's somebody sitting in their chair visiting saying, man, I want to be up there so badly. Come on down. Come on down. You have a God that doesn't give himself in pieces. You have a God that doesn't hide himself to tease you. He's available right now. You hear it? You hear it? Father, pour over me. Your prayer prayer should be, Father, pour over me. Pour over me, Father. Pour over me. Pour over me. Pour over me. Pour over me. I don't know who needs it real bad. I know you're tired, my friend. I know you're tired. Yo sé que lo quieres. You want it real bad? Pastor, what if I mess up this week, man? What if nobody believes me? What if, my, what if somebody says, hey, oh, oh, you just had another religious experience. What do I do? You hold on firm and you hide in the presence of God because he can't touch you there. If there's somewhere that you have victory, constant is in the presence of God. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. What matters is how many times you rise. 